Hey there, welcome to the Flower Truck Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Missy, owner of Honeybee Flower Boutique and Rosalie, our 1967 flower truck. I'm also the creator of Flower Truck 101, a course where I help others launch and grow their own flower truck businesses. On this show, we'll be introducing you to flower truck owners from all over and helping them tell their stories, like what inspired them to get started in the flower truck world, fun facts about their life and upcoming events and projects they're working on. We'll let you know where you can find these flower trucks out and about and on socials too, so you can follow along. We'll also talk about cut flower care and share lots of great information about growing your own cut flowers and we'll get into business tips for flower truck owners and other small businesses with industry experts so grab some tea and get comfy or take us along on your walk or drive we're so happy you're here as these conversations blossom all right hey there everyone this is missy with the flower truck friends podcast thank you so much for joining us again and i'm super excited about our guest today because i get to talk to a fellow flower truck owner that um, I've met through a Facebook group that we have for flower truck owners and really just from following her online. But this is my first time kind of meeting her and I'm doing air quotes. Uh, you know, we're <clears> recording <throat> this on Zoom, so it's really fun to get to talk to her. And let me introduce you to our guest, Jessica Malloy. Jessica is from Palmyra, Pennsylvania. She's a mom, a wife, lover of Jesus, animals, and flowers. She's a florist and owner of Palmyra Greenhouse and Rosie, her 1953 Ford flower truck. Jessica is passionate about empowering women and bringing awareness to mental health. And she's also an author and a world record holder in something. We'll save that for <laughs> later, but you'll never guess what it is. Uh, Jessica, welcome. Hi. How are it's you nice to meet you also? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's kind of fun. I know a lot of us um, flower truck owners from all across the country follow each other on socials, but I you know it's fun to to get to meet you, get to talk. So uh, let's see. I've got a few questions we'll start with. So what inspired you to start your flower truck business? I think you mentioned that it happened kind of accidentally. So tell us about that. It did. Um, I don't know how like far you want to go back, but um, we built a greenhouse in our backyard during during uh, quarantine for COVID. So that was summer of 2020. Okay. And um, it kind of just evolved into a small business. Um, but it, it, that wasn't the intention at all. Um, <laughs> and so I wanted to do things like the, the legit way. And I went to my township and I was like, hey, you know, this is what I have. Do mm -hmm. I need any kind of, you know, permits to have this business? And they said, no, just fill out this form. So um, I filled out the form and then I went to the state, I went federal and I got tax IDs and all the things, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then two months later, I get a um, notice from the township saying that I was denied this oh. form that I filled out. And I said, well, I thought you said I didn't need like permission. And they said, well, no, but you need a permit. And I'm like, it's not like the same thing. Right, right. <laughs> so It yeah. kind of comes from the same word. Like <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, so they have weird rules and I can't have a business that's not attached to my home. And so because the greenhouse is not attached, I can't have a business. Um, and so I was kind of like, well, fine. And so, well, that's kind of where the idea of the truck came in, um, sell to sell flowers. And, you know, I had, um, followed a couple of the big ones, you know, mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, I, my husband has grew up with antique cars. And so I kind of thought he'd be on board if I kind of threw that out. And uh -huh. so 
um, that's what I did. So I said, Hey, what about this? And he said, well, let's look. Um, and then that's all he did was look for chocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my next thing. How did you find your truck? But before we go into that real quick, I'm just going to say, I've seen pictures of your greenhouse on your socials. <laughs> and so people, every, we're going to tell you all where you can find Jessica later, but, uh, you want to see it because it's beautiful. That'd be like a dream for me. Cause I grow a lot of my own flowers. I don't think yeah. my subdivision would allow me to have a greenhouse, but it's, it's gorgeous. So, and you do fun things with it still. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, and we can talk a little bit more about that too. So let's talk about how did you find your truck? Or I guess I should say, how did your husband find the truck? Cause right. it sounds like he went on the hunt, right? He did. Well, we both kind of did. So it was one of those where, so my greenhouse is all white um, and then it has a blue door, like an aqua blue. And so I really wanted a truck that was blue. I think uh -huh. yours is blue, right? Yeah, yeah. it's aqua. So like, I, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And so I thought that would be really cool kind of match because my logo has the blue door and I was going to, I was trying to stick with that. Mm -hmm. um, but it didn't happen. And that's fine because um, we ended up finding a red one. So mm -hmm. Rosie is red. Um, we found her on Facebook marketplace of all places. Awesome. Um, so yeah, but it was kind of funny because my, I would send him pictures of like a Chevy, you know, and he'd say, or a Studebaker or something cute. And he'd mm -hmm. say, it has to be a Ford. I was like, oh, oh my okay. gosh, this is like deja vu with mine. Yeah. I, <laughs> I knew I had to find a Ford because like we're a Ford family and my grandpa would roll over, you know, and it's yeah. well, that's what he told me. I didn't realize that because he, like I said, he grew up with antiques. Um, his parents have a 64 and a half Mustang and they also had a 56 Thunderbird. Um, so he informed me it had to be a Ford. Um, so then I would send him like, you know, 60s or, or 70 or whatever. And mm -hmm. he'd say, it has to be between a 53 and a 56. And I was like, I didn't <laughs> so know specific. <laughs> so I think in his head kind of always wanted something, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, luckily we did find um, her. She was in New York, which I'm in Pennsylvania. So that's like a four hour trip. Um, okay. So we got that. Yeah. We had to put on a truck to get her here. Okay. That was going to be my next question because I know some of you have heard me tell my story. You know, we're in Missouri and we found our truck in Florida. And when we found her, it was February. And I thought, well, cool. We'll just, it's so cold here. We'll fly to Florida, get a little getaway out of it, drive the truck back. And my son was like, oh, no, you cannot drive that truck that far. So same thing. <laughs> Ours came on a like 18 wheeler transporter truck and yeah. we had to meet the guy in a parking lot nearby. Cause of course he couldn't drive it into our neighborhood. So was it kind of the same kind of thing for you? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, because we hadn't seen it in person, we actually hired a third party that like went there um, to test drive it and make sure like we weren't going to be wasting our time making the trip to New York. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, so that was very helpful. And they said it was actually, you know, a really good deal. So, mm -hmm. um, and then it ended up being, so my son goes to school up in New York and it mm -hmm. ended up being like three exits before taking him to school. So it, it worked out that, you know, we could take him to school and get the truck all at once. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. So then did you guys transport it back then? Well, my husband went and paid the guy okay. and then watched them load it up and then gotcha. pretty much followed it here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, once he found it, he was not letting it go. It's yeah, like, we got to right. keep an eye on this. Okay. Oh yeah. I love these stories. Okay. So the next thing I was going to ask is how did your truck get its name? I know your truck is named Rosie. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, 
refer to her as her all the time. It's like, oh, me she's too. another person in our house. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Well, it's kind of twofold. Um, she's red, like a red rose. And obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we sell flowers, but also my mother-in-law's name is Rose. And her husband, my father-in-law, who has passed away, um, he called her Rosie. Oh, um, I love it. So we did ask her for permission before mm-hmm. naming the truck Rosie um, because we didn't want her to feel, you know. Um, so it's kind of after my mother-in-law, but mostly because she's um, red like a rose and I wanted to kind of stick with, you know, right, that theme. Right. I love it. Although if I went with blue, I don't know what I would have called her. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's interesting. So our truck is Rosalie. Yeah. And she came with that name. The people before us, I think the original owner's wife's name was Rosalie. And I don't, you know, somehow that name just stuck. And uh, yeah, same thing, Uh, you know, and everybody around here knows Rosalie. And I talk, we talk about her like she's a person and I dress her up. I tell my kids now that, you know, we're empty nesters, they're gone. I get to dress Rosalie up and she's like my (laughs) child now. So yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So how long have you been in the flower truck world? How long have you been in business? Um, so the technical, like with the flower business, it ended up being January of 21. And then we got Rosie. Um, what is this March of 22? Okay. So we've had her and we were a flower truck. So my first pop-up then would have been April of 22. Okay. And that's, leading right into what I was going to ask is like, tell us about your first events and how you got started and all that. Cause those first ones are like really special <laughs> and really memorable, right? They are. And you know, my first one was, a, uh, which worked out really well. It was a fundraiser, um, for a, a, a local church. Um, so I didn't have to sell anything from the truck that was already pre, you know, pre-orders and the people mm-hmm. just came to pick up off the truck. So it was kind of like dipping my foot in a little bit. It wasn't a full fledged, how much do I have to stock and all of that stuff. Right. Um, so I, we ended up raising over a thousand dollars and it was for, um, you, Ukraine, um, like the church that down the street did mm-hmm. something with Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. Oh my goodness. So many things. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause you've done a, a ton. A I, ton yes. Um, I do about three to five a week pop-ups currently. Um, but then the next one was another fundraiser for a dog rescue. Um, okay. And so that went really well and I got a lot of feedback um, and that just started. I mean, I was mm-hmm. hooked. <laughs> right. Right. I know it's, it's one of those things when you're out there doing those events. I mean, I love, you know, meeting all the people and it's just really a happy thing and people love it. Exactly. And yeah, and yeah. It def- yeah, definitely you get the bug. Um, and you know, just for everybody out there, pop-ups are great, but private events where, you know, ahead of time for me anyway, you know, I know how many people are coming and how much to have ready and all that. It's really a great thing for your business. And they're a lot of fun to do, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like any way of getting out there. (laughs) I do too. I do too. Um, Just sometimes from a business perspective, you're like, oh, wow. Like, you know, there's no guesswork. Like, you know, you know, going into it, what, what you need to prep for and all that, that kind of thing. But you, I've kind of learned, and I'm sure you have too, the more pop-ups you do, the more you kind of can gauge how much you need to take and how things are going to go and, and all that. Cause I mean, I try to sell out or come pretty close to it. <laughs> right. You. Yeah. 
and the weather has a lot to do with it too, you know? So you want to, I have to make sure I look at like the forecast when I'm ordering and all that stuff so that right. I know. Yeah. Yes. We both have that to yeah. deal with. We have actual winters where it gets cold. Right. So um, I know we, and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that too. Other things we do with our trucks. Uh, well, we'll just go there now. Like besides pop-ups, what are some other things you do with your truck and your business? Because like you, you said, you know, for me too, like when, when I know it's going to be below like 35 degrees, I'm not going to be out there with flowers. So I had to figure out, well, what right. else can I do, um, the rest of the year? And I know you do some of the same things that I do, but so tell us about that. What else do you do with your business? Um, so last year, yeah, once it got cold, um, well, I definitely, I do parades, which are so much fun yes. and I do kind of stock. Um, so my truck has two layers of, um, buckets on each side. So I do try to stuff like the front layer so people can see, um, mm -hmm. the flowers in it. Um, mm -hmm. for, and so I've done Memorial day parades and Christmas, you know, holiday, um, Halloween parades. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, um, I, in the wintertime I sell, um, wreaths out of the truck. So, nice. um, yeah, so I either make them or wholesale the wreaths mm -hmm. and, and do events. Um, I, we did Santa last year at one of the places. So they hired a Santa and we took pictures with the kids. Um, now that wasn't. <laughs> that was like I didn't charge for that, but it mm -hmm. was a pop up event with a a place that I go to monthly, uh -huh. um, and that was really well. And on the side, I sold you know my poinsettias and my wreaths and stuff like that. Right. right. Um, I do rent it out to photographers. Um, mm -hmm. I also do like a bring your own camera event. Um, mm -hmm. in the mostly um for winter holiday. Uh, I'm still really busy in the fall to even do a fall one. I know um, I've seen photos of how cute it can be with like the hay bales and the pumpkins. Yes. Um, yes. We do that take, in the fall. Yeah. But to take Rosie apart, um, it's kind of a big deal. And so mm -hmm. I just leave a, a flower truck until I can't anymore, basically. So we don't right, really do right. a whole lot for fall photos. Mm -hmm. Um, and then let's see what else I do workshops. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes I bring the truck, sometimes I, I don't, it depends on where it's at. Um, mm -hmm. I do, um, like you said, the private events, which is great. Um, we do a lot of corporate events. Um, mm -hmm. and then this year was the first year I was hired by a school to do, um, teacher appreciation week. And oh, that fun. was a lot yes. of fun. Yeah. yeah. For the teachers to come out and pick up, um, you know, they set a certain amount for each teacher to get, um, so that was super fun. Um, my right. goodness, is that how else? your corporate events normally work too? They have a certain budget and everybody comes out. Do you kind of have a recipe for them to follow to build their bouquet or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all my stems are priced per stem, which I, I think that's how most of us do it. Mm -hmm. And so when I do corporate events, they usually say you can have what $20 or $30 or however amount they, they say. And so then we just kind of add it up as they go and I wrap it and they go. Yeah. Right. Right. So tell us um, how you have approached businesses to do the corporate events. And because I've done a few, but I would love to do more of those. If you don't mind kind of sharing your tips on that. Um, to be honest, a lot of the corporate people came to me. I, oh, great. Um, I would, yeah, I would love to get into more, um, especially right. now that um, I was sharing with you before we started um, coming up soon. I'm not going to work full time anymore. So I will be just doing my flower business and I would love to be able to during the week <laughs> go to more corporate events. Right. Um, right. 
Yeah. So like more, you know, the schools and the, um, yeah, I, I think I have, I did four this year, um, mm -hmm. corporates, mm -hmm. um, and they've been great. I also do a lot of fundraisers, not a lot. I try to do one a month. Okay. Um, like I'm currently doing one for a cat rescue. Okay. Last month I did one for Alzheimer's. So it's basically we pre-make the bouquets, sell them for 25, and then I pretty much don't make anything. And the, the profit goes back. Mm -hmm. um, to... So it's a way for you to give back to your community. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love doing, you know, things like that as well. So um, okay, so you keep busy. You do a lot of the same things I do. And and I know I've talked to other, like actually I'm gonna be talking to another flower truck owner from Florida. Um, a little bit later today. And, you know, for her, she can just do pop-ups and things year round. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice out. So, but I love um, how creative the flower truck community is because uh, depending on where you live and what you want to do and how you want to do it, there's the op options are really pretty endless, I think. Right. Like, yeah. Really, you know, just get creative and do different things. Okay. What would you say is the most popular flower sold from your truck? Um, probably, um, this is probably so, um, like sounds so typical, but a rose, I would think, um, I always stock roses. Mm -hmm. Um, it's different color every week. Um, mm -hmm. but I always, I always stock roses. Um, I, they're just classic and everyone knows what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally, you know, don't love a rose. Um, mm -hmm. I don't hate them, um, right. <laughs> but they're not my favorite flower. But I think people just identify, you know, with roses. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And, you know, sunflowers are only, you know, so long in the season. Anyway, I I would say a rose is most popular oh. in my truck. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. For me, it's a sunflower. Like, hands down, no matter what I do, they're gone first. It's, isn't that, it's just kind of fun for me to ask yeah. that one. So then what is your favorite flower? Do you have one or name for I do. Uh, currently it's a ranunculus. Oh yes. They're beautiful. Yeah, but unfortunately they don't sell well on the truck. Um, you know, they're pretty short. Mm -hmm. So to put them in my buckets, don't always, they don't showcase very well. Right. Um, and even to put them in, you know, cause I'm a florist also. So I do arrangements and I deliver and all that stuff. And, um, they don't even do really well in arrangements because they're short. <laughs> right. So mm -hmm. They're my favorite flower just because they're, they're unique. They last really well. I use mm -hmm. them a lot in my prom work, um, because they don't need to stay in the water and they'll, um, so I, I, that's my favorite, but they don't sell well for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's good. And I don't, I don't even hardly ever carry them either. And the other thing I'm going to say, which is going to be a totally unpopular opinion, dahlias are gorgeous. Oh. I grow, I've been even growing some dahlias, but I don't end up using them because they last like two days or three days, exactly. unless you want to do something like, I think there's people that like do boiling water with the stems and, and I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to have time for that. I'm yeah. not doing it. Yeah. Um, and so I think I'm breaking up with dahlias after this year. I think I am going to use that space. I grew them my where first I grow year. And I, I can do more sunflowers, yeah. more zinnias. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, I know unpopular opinion. They're beautiful. I know there's lots of dahlia lovers. Don't don't send me hate mail or anything, but <laughs> I'll just grow a few in my garden to yeah. look at. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the earwigs, the earwigs that they, that they, attack, uh, that like them, they, that wigs me out. But yeah, I grew them my first year also. Mm -hmm. And then the idea of having to like, you know, dig them out, 
and yeah. then cut them apart. I'm like, you know, I have more things to do. Right, <laughs> right. It's not my thing either. So, I mean, speaking of that, then do you grow a lot of your own flowers or have you kind of switched gears with that? Or tell me about that. Yeah. So here in PA, nothing really starts growing. Um, I mean, besides like snapdragons and tulips are early, April, May-ish. Right. Um, but besides that, you know, June... Um, and, but I do pop-ups starting in April. So I do wholesale a lot, mm -hmm. um, up until that point. Um, last year I grew about 1200 of my own tulips. Okay. Um, so I did sell those. I had to wholesale a little bit for like mother's day. Yeah. Um, I grow my glads. I really like gladiolas. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I do those. I did sunflowers this year, but they did not take very well. We had a real, real dry spell and I didn't mm. water like I should have. Mm -hmm. um, so I, they didn't go real well for me. Um, mm -hmm. And I also don't have like a lot of land. I just do it in my yard. Um, right. So, you know, with as many pop-ups as I do, I can't keep up. Um, mm -hmm. But we'll see. My in-laws have... Um, land. And mm -hmm. so maybe now that I won't be working, I could maybe, you know, right. take a little bit of the land and try to try to grow more than I did this year. All right. Um, yeah. Who knows? You may, you know, switch gears a little bit and I'm kind of the same way. I just grow in our yard. I mean, it is surprising what you can grow in a yard and a relatively right. small space. And then I have a plot at our community garden and I grow some at my parents' house, but um, I still, even with all that, can't always grow the volume I need for the right. truck. So I try to get things from other local flower farmers. And then if I have to, you know, the wholesaler, um, I love to grow, like I love to be out, you know, doing all that, but, and I haven't grown glads. So that's one I may have to look into. Um, but yeah, well, those you don't have to dig up, you know, it, whoa, so okay, well, nice. yeah, <laughs> at least not here in PA. I don't have to, we're zone six. And okay. I was going to ask you, we're also zone six. But mm -hmm. I'm going to guess our first and last frost dates are probably different, which for those of you listening, you know, if you're going to grow your own cut flowers, you need to know your zone and your first and last frost dates. That affects a lot of what you can and can't grow and when you can grow it and, and all those things. So interesting that we're the same zone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So switching gears here, you have something else pretty exciting that you've been working on that will be released soon. So please tell us about that. So I wrote a children's book about Rosie. Um, it was one of those things that I, I tend to get these ideas like mid waking up, you know, like <laughs> as I'm waking up, I get like these, I call them epiphanies, like, oh my gosh. And I, I thought about it and then I, I kind of, um, turned it for a little while. And then I said something to my husband. I'm like, is this really stupid? <laughs> no, go with it. Um, so like, I kind of, you know, threw it out there to one or two people and was like, you know, what do you think? Um, yeah. And then I just kind of went with it. So, um, I had found a book that was written from a local author and, um, she went with a local publisher. So I contacted that publisher and I said, Hey, you know, so we met and I gave her my idea and she loved it. And so mm -hmm. she's been very helpful. So yeah, I have a children's book coming out oh. in like three weeks. When is it coming out? Three weeks? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, that's what I wondered. Okay. And your story is so familiar. Cause I, you know, we were talking before we got on the air and, 
I wrote a children's book a couple years ago. My daughter illustrated. Same thing. I I love here. I think we're more alike than I even realized. Like you get your epiphanies as you're kind of waking up. I was literally making dinner one night. It was Taco Tuesday. I know I was browning <laughs> the ground beef and like this book just downloaded into my brain. So I stopped and wrote it all out. So wow. maybe it's just creative brains think like that. Yeah. 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 So tell us a little bit about the book. I've been seeing little sneak peeks that you've been posting and there's, I love one of the things you're doing is a lot of the characters in the book are after kind of in, in honor of people you love in your real life. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So it's kind of a true story um, about Rosie, at least how she was found. So it starts out with her being in um, a dark garage, you know, not driven. She's lonely. She's dirty, that kind of thing, which is really how we found her. She was never mm -hmm. driven. Um, and the guy wanted to get rid of her because he wanted room in his garage for a new Harley. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he was pushing her off to the side. Um, yeah. And then, you know, the, the new people, you know, my husband and I in the story come and get her and bring her to a garage where she meets a new friend and that um, character. And like I said before, with my in-laws, um, they had a 56 Thunderbird. So in the story, this new friend of hers is a 56 Thunderbird named Eddie after my father-in-law. So it. her, so Rosie and Eddie are in this garage together and, um, become friends. And then another character in the book is named after my dad, um, whose favorite car was a 63 Impala. Um, so my dad's really name cool. was Gary, but his uh, nickname was Debo forever. And so that car's name is Debo. So oh, love it. which I'm sure that's a whole other story. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for another time. But yeah, I love that. So cool. And then so little characters in the book. So they don't they're just uh, illustrations, I should say, not characters. Illustrations. Mm -hmm. I have uh, my son is in one picture, my mom and my mother-in-law. Those three are living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're, you know, going to be in there. Um, and I really have, I did show my son, um, but my mother-in-law and my mom don't know that they're in the book. So I'm interested oh. to see, hand it to them. And if they look at it, if they can like recognize themselves. Right, right. Yeah, I love it. I love that you're keeping that a surprise. Um so when I did my book, it was in honor of my grandma um, who started my love for flowers. And we did not tell my mom the book was about her mom until it was just about to come out. We handed her a prototype and like she just was blown away. So I love that you're um, honoring them and, and making it a surprise for them, too. And I know they'll love it. So tell us where everybody will be able to um, get the book or what's the best way for them to know when it's going to be out there. Well, I do have um, a Facebook page for my book, um, but also I post on my regular page, which is also, you know, Palmyra Greenhouse. But um, mm -hmm. the book page is just Rosie and Friends. Okay. And then um, you can buy either through me, you know, just message me um, and I'll send it to you or um, rosieandfriendsbook.com um, okay. is the website to order. Um, and I've already have about 50 pre-orders. So I, you know, taking nice. pre-orders. Um, and I have people, you know, who they want written out to and I'll sign them and mail them off once the book mm -hmm. gets here. So love it. And we'll be sure to have all these um, links in the show notes as well. So everybody can go to that uh, afterwards too, to stay on top of it and, and get the link to be able to order. Okay. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. So besides your flower truck business and your book coming out, you have something else really interesting that you do and you excel at it. As a matter of fact, you're a world record holder. Uh, so tell us about that. I think so. Um, late in life, I realized that um, I was strong. So I um, started competing in powerlifting. Um, which I think a lot of people, you know, view as more of a guy's thing. Um, mm -hmm. I think also people kind of get mixed up between powerlifting and maybe um, like physique, you know, they think that you look ripped and buff and stuff like that. But um, weightlifting um, and physique is way different than than powerlifting. So I don't look strong, but <laughs> um, I am strong. So and like I said, it was something I did not know about until later in life. I was in my late 30s, almost 40. And um, I started competing. And then I ended up going to the Arnold, which is pretty much the highest thing you can do in powerlifting. Powerlifting is not in the Olympics. Um, so I went to the Arnold and, and competed and won my weight class. So, wow. Uh, yeah. So tell us what is the Arnold? I'm sure it's, Oh, sorry. So you're, yeah. On the East coast, um, the Arnold sports festival is now obviously from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. It's held every year in March in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And it is like the biggest sports thing. Oh, oh my gosh. It, it was insane there. They have like, um, strongman. They have, um, Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff there. It was insane. The amount of people, so um, um they have a lot of powerlifting again. They have two different um federations in powerlifting. Um so yeah, they 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 do some CrossFit there. Um it, it's just basically everything about sports. You can go there and you know, any any drink that you've ever drank for sports, any <laughs> backpack you ever had. I mean, it is just a huge festival um uh -huh. that has anything to do with like Sports and like mostly like weightlifting sports ish. So mm -hmm. a lot of strong man, a lot of big people. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. A lot of muscles. <laughs> that is so cool. So um, how often do you train and and how did, did you get into that? How did you figure that out? Um <laughs> I ran um just because it was cheap. My son was small. I needed to get out of the house. I became mm -hmm. like a runner. Not really, but I ran. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I ran a marathon. And it was the worst thing I'd ever done. Um, and I said, I will never, ever do this again. Um, but I knew I needed something, another outlet. So um, there's a CrossFit gym near me. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to just try that out. And that's where I, when I realized that I was strong, like I was beating some guys in my back squat and things like that. And so I was uh -huh. like, maybe there's something to this. So the owner of the gym actually said to me, hey, I think we should try to just focus on the weightlifting part and see, you know, what, what you can do. So right, he right. helped me and then I found some little local competitions and then went a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Um, mm -hmm. so I did it for about three and a half, four years, um, between like I was 38 to 42. Um, okay. so yeah, so I have, um, 12 world records, um, wow. six and 26 state records. That's through. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And so part of Rosie in the book, um, she's also strong. So I put that little side story in there about her being stronger than than the guys in the book. Um, because I feel that it's very important to empower 
um, little kids, um, mm-hmm. male and female, but I don't think I, I used to always get the whole, you're strong for a girl. And I'm like, right. that, well, why you have to put in the, for the girl thing, right? You know, right. I, I can be strong and, and be stronger than guys if I wanted to be like, there's no need <laughs> to put that on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very empowering being a strong female, you know, not having to ask for help, being able to push a car out of the way with, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. pick up the couch, whatever it is you need to do without needing a man or anyone else. Mm-hmm. So in the story, Rosie is also strong. So love it. Love it. That I just think <laughs> it's so interesting. And I'm like, this is the creative brain. I'm like, maybe you need like an event, like power lifting and pedals, or <laughs> you could have the truck there and watch me know. deadlift the truck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If you guess how much, you know, you can lift, whoever's closest gets up okay. I don't know. I know. It's ridiculous. My brain just, I can't turn it off with this goofy stuff. So forgive me. Okay. So where can everyone find you online and on social media? Yeah. So I have two websites, one for my flower business, which has Rosie and all my events and um, things like that. And that's palmyra-greenhouse.com. Another Palmyra greenhouse. They're in a different state, Indiana, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, kind of gets confusing, but anyway, it's Dash Palmyra Dash Greenhouse, okay. and then book website is rosieandfriendsbook.com. Okay, and then I'm on Instagram at Palmyra underscore greenhouse, and then Facebook. Um, I don't mm-hmm. have an Instagram for Rosie book yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to or not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. doesn't do well for me. Does it do well for you? Instagram? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. It does pretty well. I feel like, I mean, I have a lot of crossover between that and Facebook, but I feel like it may be a little bit different, dem- different demographic. Like I feel like Instagram's my younger, a little bit mm-hmm. younger followers, maybe. Um, I do both, but, and then I do have both for my book and I, you know, it's a, it is a lot at times, yeah. you know, but I just do what I can with it. So, you know, see, maybe you'll old- feel, you know, now that you're not going to be working full time, you may feel like you could do it, but just don't drive yourself crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think on Facebook is much better and much mm-hmm. more my Instagram. So that's why I haven't really done it for the book yet, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah, And I I think that's one of those things as a business owner, you just have to figure out, you know, where your people are and do what you can do and yeah. And just go from that and and do what's good for you. So speaking of that, uh, your community, uh, people, if they want to find out where you're going to be and pop-ups and all those things, it sounds like Facebook and then your uh, website, you update your event calendar and things like that on there, I'm guessing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then in my stories, I'll often post where I'm going to be like the weekend and what flowers I have on the truck that weekend. Um, so my story is there too. Yep. Okay, great. And like I said, we'll have all that in the show notes um, as well. And, uh, you know, where you can find Jessica. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we hop off today? Um, I, don't, I think we covered it all. Did we? I think so. You know what? I think we did, but I think I did skip one thing I wanted to ask you because I want—I like to ask this from all the flower truck owners is, did I ask you what your favorite thing is about your business or your favorite couple of things? You didn't ask me that. Um, honestly, I think we kind of touched base on it was the, this, the being 
happy, bringing joy. And that's pretty much the basis of the, the book also, you know, Rosie mm-hmm. brings joy to others. And it's just interesting, you know, flowers in general, just mm-hmm. make people happy. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, the truck is cute. People mm-hmm. talk about the truck pictures, um, the flowers, like it's just a happy time. You know, I could wake up on, you know, a little grumpy and maybe tired or don't have enough coffee. And I get to an event <laughs> and happy, even yes. if I'm hot, you know, and tired, um, you know, just the energy and, and the smiles just, it keeps you going. And that's my favorite. Um, even without the truck though, um, delivering flowers to people and seeing their expressions on their face when you, you know, they don't know that they're getting flowers, mm-hmm. um, people happy. So yeah. that's about it. Yeah, I agree 100%. And that's one of my, you know, I, our, our motto is kind of we share joy with flowers and our flower truck, Rosalie. I mean, it's just a happy business and and people need that. And I'm the same way, like for our, I do our farmer's market a lot and I have to get up early to do that on Saturday morning and I'm total night owl. And I'm always kind of like, oh, half awake. And then I get there and get set up. And I'm like instantly like energized and just the people and everything. So I agree 100%. And there is something about the combination of the flowers and a classic truck. You know, people yeah. want it. I have a lot of people, guys especially, want to talk about the truck. And it, it brings yeah. back memories for them. And it's very nostalgic. And then the flowers. So it's just a really great combo. I don't know who came up with it first, but <laughs> I want to thank them. If I can find them through this podcast, you know, I want to thank them for the idea because it's just brilliant. It's a lot of yeah. fun. Yeah. Wish I could, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you that they're down in Nashville, I, it um, could be. Yes. And, um, going through, oh, I, anyway, my lawyer found out that they tried to, um, get, uh, like trademark the idea of the flower truck. So I think they were oh, first. Okay. I think three in their fleet, three or four. They have I a th- lot of flowers. Oh, I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. Our son went to college in Nashville and he actually still lives there now. And so, yeah, we saw Amelia's when we were down there quite a bit. So um, hope maybe we can get them on, you know, to talk to them. I would love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Jessica, and sharing your story. And um, I wish you the best with your book. It'll be fun to see that when it gets launched. And um, I love following along with everything you're doing. And um, you've just done a fantastic job from the right out of the gate. And uh, I love seeing everything you're doing. So Thank you again. And thank you to our Flower Truck Friends listeners. And we can't wait to meet you back here soon for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and for sharing it with your friends and family. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I love sharing joy with flowers, my flower truck, Rosalie, and encouraging others. And if you'd like to encourage us, we'd love it if you'd leave a review for the podcast. Until next time, keep growing and sharing joy.